0: Hey there, this is Darren Steele, and welcome to another episode of the Living Out Podcast. So I'm a life coach, and I'm an expert at helping people break free of the limitations of the status quo that fucks with who they are. Now, if you've left the best parts of you in the closet, then this podcast will help you live out the best of who you are. I'm an active supporter of Queer Voices as the founder and publisher of Think Queerly on Medium. And you can find out everything about me on my website at darrensteel.com. So today, I'm going to talk about something that's a bit unnerving, a bit upsetting, and happens to anyone who works in the public space. That would be me. <laughs> And it could be you, but there are lessons to be taken from this, even if you aren't somebody who is very visible or very heard. And what I mean by in the public space, you could be a politician, you could be um, managing a large group of people, you could be working online as an entrepreneur or doing work sort of like in the nature that I'm doing, I'm, I'm podcasting. I'm a publisher, a writer, and an editor, so my name is all over the place, and if I make a stupid mistake or say something dumb, and we've seen this in media where an individual worth millions says the wrong thing even on their private Facebook or Twitter account and they're fired or their career is ruined... And I'm not actually maybe even talking about something so severe, uh, or criminal, but they've expressed an opinion that has been fatally damaging to their reputation. So when you're in the public space, and we are all in the public space to a certain extent, whether you have, you know, a group of five friends and how they respond to you, uh, You're in the public space of wherever you work. You're in the public space if you're at the gym. How you present yourself, and I just don't mean how you dress, but certainly that's a perception of how people view you. But how you present yourself in, in the sense of your honesty, your vulnerability, your willingness to take risk, and your openness... The more you exude any of those qualities, (laughs) the more you're going to be judged. And that little laugh back there was a big fancy word for that. It was apotropaic. I'll make a little diversion here. It's one of my favorite words because it's so big and it's so rare and it's so odd. But it basically comes from, uh, I think it's the story of the Greeks were fighting the Spartans. And the Spartans were few in number, and so the Greeks thought they were going to win. But they, I think the Spartans were in a valley, and they took the valley and the fact that it was an echo chamber, and they made so much noise that they sounded like there were three, four, five times the amount of troops than there actually were, and they scared off the Greeks. And so that's called apotropaic laughter, meaning... It's actually uncomfortable. It's a laugh that's expressing discomfort about something. So that's your uh, word lesson for today. And I wasn't expecting to share that with you. But anyway, so good intentions and the haters. That's sort of the working title of this episode today. I talked in my episode... um, about leadership and empathy and having a situation where I had to deal with an individual. And, you know, since having dealt with that, I was wondering if there may be some fallout of some sort. And I've been working through my own emotions and learnings of that situation by being very public about it, not talking about the situation, not uh, expressing the details of what had happened or or explaining even what the decision was, but sharing the the personal growth and the self-awareness that I've been going through and what that means to me and how I'm going to proceed moving forward. So there's always people that don't like you, especially where I am publishing most frequently on Medium, and you know, I get it, I've done this too, it's easy to be a fucking asshole and be rude, or be bitchy, or be vile, um, or just not respect someone. Now, sometimes we really have to come out in full force and bring someone down who's really attacking a community or being homophobic or being racist. But this challenge of the immediate combative behavior is something that in, in, and this isn't what I'm going to talk about in this podcast, podcast, but the more we create and feed the fuel of aggression, uh, the greater that hairball becomes, And there have got to be better ways around continuous aggression and diffusing aggression. And that's something I'm actually on my own investigating at the moment. And I will bring more of my understandings of this to the podcast as soon as I can. But let's get back into having good intentions and the hater. So I published a post about the loneliness of leadership that... Talked. It, it, I started with that post, and then I did, I think, a 30-minute podcast uh, a day later. And it got a particular response from someone who doesn't like me, and we had a disagreement some time ago, and I didn't treat that person with enough um, respect about what they were writing. Um, I was really exhausted um they were overwhelming me with questions and ideas and i was very short and curt and just said here's what i don't like about this one two three four e i wish i could take that back but i can't it's done it's said it we discussed i apologized profusely i thought i had done the best that i could to explain the situation and take complete ownership for it I had a feeling this probably was going to have a residual long-term effect. And that residual long-term effect is kind of showing up. So it made me think, <clears throat> when somebody attacks you online, what kind of hater is that person? And that's the word a lot of people use, like the haters. So I've come up with three types of hater. The the lazy hater, the angry or the bigoted hater, and then the bitter, resentful, vile, vengeful, and unforgiving hater. So like the worst one has got the most words, right? So the lazy hater is just that, you know, they say something stupid, stupid, nonsensical, but it's relatively meaningless. It's kind of devoid of any deep thought or argument. And it just washes off you. And it's like, yeah, whatever, this person's an idiot, you know, and you just you just move on. And while there may be more degrees of haters, I'm just going to talk about these three. So the next one up is, is definitely problematic. The angry or the bigoted hater. And I'm talking about, well, I put these two things together because bigotry, racism, homophobia, they there's a lot of anger behind those things. Now, definitely the emotional impact of racism, sexism, homophobia, bigotry is far worse than just pure anger. But... You know, this person is angry and they take out their anger on you, and they maybe call you names, and maybe they call you the names that, you know, only your group can call you, like the F word, faggot, or the N word, which I'm not going to say. You know, they may have some form of an argument where they're trying to go through something logical to say why, you know, it's wrong for you to be gay or it's wrong for you to, um, express feelings around me too, or something like that, for example. And if you respond to that person, even trying to be the most logical, most often they will come back at you with another slingshot. They will start breaking down your argument even further. So with that kind of person, it really depends how far are they on the continuum of Bigotry, and their sole purpose is just to keep slamming you uh, with more negative words, or trying to break apart your argument and say that you're wrong, and you know your God is against you, and and whatever it is they're trying to say. You know, if you attack that person right back, they're going to come right back and attack you. If you try and be logical, more than likely you're not going to win the argument, but it takes one heck of a lot of energy to try and use empathy to understand that person and where they're coming from and whether or not you can get them to relate to you as a human being and see if you can help them overcome whatever it is they've been brought up to believe or indoctrinated to believe. So I think the worst one is the bitter, resentful, vile, vengeful, and unforgiving hater. You know, the person who's bigoted, racist, homophobic, what they say and how they act, if it's just through words, can be horrific and unacceptable. But their hate is coming from an ideology or a religious upbringing, and it's blinding them to possibilities. So there might be a possibility, like I said earlier, Of helping them work through and understand, or even potentially build a bridge to them lowering their anger or their hatred towards this thing that they don't understand and are most likely afraid of. But we get into the vengeful, unforgiving hater. This person probably knows something about you. Maybe they know you or have worked with you, or they know enough about you because they've been following you and they 're similar to you in a way, and how and what I mean by that is that they 're th- negatively they 're expressing the shadow side of your best characteristics, and that 's why their attack can hurt so much so i 'm speaking right now from this personal experience of kind of a verbal attack that happened today, and it wasn 't verbal attack like name calling it was just this kind of elevated language and um it was very snippy and yeah anyway i understand the weakness of this person i understand that i've actually evolved in a sense not to be better than them but i've evolved <sighs> Above being stuck in those kinds of emotions and negative energy. I'm not trapped by that anymore. It doesn't mean I don't experience those things and I have my moments and I have to work through it. It means I'm actually able to step over them, even if it takes time. My expression is to be on the positive side, the bright or the white side of those kinds of characteristics that kind of emotion that that person is bringing up so this person these kind of haters are, are really out for blood you know they're unforgiving in the extreme and they're hoping to see you fail and that's what this particular hater wants they think that because of some decision i made and how i'm being vulnerable and expressing the the challenge of personal growth and learning from this situation, they think that something I've built up is going to come crashing down. But I have faith and believe that that's the furthest thing from any possible outcome. Because I rectified a situation where I eliminated a toxic situation that was bringing me down and was causing me stress. And by getting this negative stress out of my life, this worry, this concern, (sighs) like literally, I can be in a better psychological and emotional space to support my work. And that work may not just be my writing or my podcasting, but supporting other people who are part of my publication, supporting my clients in my coaching work. Because I'm not bringing to the table any frustrations, egotistical needs, or fears of my own. And I think this kind of hater, there's nothing you can say to them that's going to change their mind. There's no point in responding to them directly, or even indirectly, like I'm doing at the moment. It's not lost on me what I'm doing, but who I am and what I do is I tend to teach from my own experiences as well as the experiences I have in conjunction with working with my clients. So when you seek to try and change this other person's mind, it's just lost on them because they're not ready to seek the kind of help that's going to make them improve. And you are the very last person who should ever respond to them directly. Because anything you say to that person is going to be thrown right back at you with an even sharper edge and it'll become a knife. And it's just going to draw more blood. So I find people like this tend to talk in a particular way to sort of elevate themselves and it makes them sound more intelligent and somehow superior. And that's a way to mask insecurities and lack of emotional control. You know, what they're doing is hiding behind their, their big words and their subtle insults to deflect that very same pain that they are experiencing on a continual basis, and they don't know how to step out and over. They don't know how to transcend that pain, which isn't to get rid of it. It's just to stand above it. And standing above it, transcending, trans, trans, <laughs> a little, a little, transcending, standing above something. It's not like we want to combat and, and break down a negative emotion and eliminate it from our life. No, because for whatever good characteristic we, we most highly value, There's always the extreme negative, right? And that's just a part of life. Knowing where you are on the spectrum and how to best serve yourself so you can be most on the best side, the happiest side, the most enlightened. And I don't necessarily mean... A religious experience. Enlightenment definitely has a spiritual component, but enlighten means that you have looked inward and recognized the good and the bad about who you are, and you're able to recognize, hopefully, the things that trigger you into the bad and recognize that the more aware you become of these things, you might be able to control your reaction so that it can become a response. Or that if you lose it and have a reaction, you're able to um, get out of that negativity sooner than later. And this is just life. This is personal growth. So I think that um, the, the measure of the pain that I experienced... And if you've been in this situation, the measure of the pain that is inflicted by this kind of hater can be, in a sense, a mirror to your own personal growth. I felt this sort of stabbing insult more than if it had been some bigoted homophobe attacking one of my articles, because I know where that bigoted homophobe is coming from ideologies and perhaps upbringing and a blindness to the possibility of certain things you can almost accept that like i don't mean that it's that we should accept those mindsets but i mean you can almost accept the behavior as like okay this is what it is i understand where it comes from the other person is just trying to hurt you period they might be smart they might be a good person otherwise but they've just decided that they're not going to forgive you And they want to hurt you and they want to see you fail. And I went through this moment of wondering, you know, was the truth in what this person said? And that's very human nature when you're more um, self-reflective and trying to understand what this person is saying and maybe why they're saying it. But the truth is that person's comments had nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with you Instead, what they are insinuating, how they are insulting, what they are complaining about is simply a reflection of what they see of themselves in the mirror. So there it is, you know, at first glance, this kind of vile, vengeful, unforgiving hater can hurt you really deeply. And we're all different in how we um, overcome these kinds of attacks. It, it takes me a little while. I'm really grateful to a very special friend of mine who I reached out to and said, are you available for a chat? And she knows me so well. And she just like, bam, bam, bam. She's a coach as well. And it was just exactly the right person and right energy to speak with. It was really quick. And she just reminded me of a few key things about myself. And none of it was to feel superior. None of it was to feel right none of it was to make the other person wrong and these are really important distinctions to make at this point because if you encounter this kind of situation and you come out of it by saying well i handled myself really correctly this person was totally wrong in a way you really haven't grown much in that situation you really haven't you're not you're not being better than that person um what we're looking at instead, and I said this somewhere else, it's not about being right or wrong. It's about doing your, doing your best, doing your best to be the best version of yourself. And then that takes out of the equation comparing yourself to someone else saying, well, this person cut me down, so I'm going to be better than them. No, that's combativeness that's kind of a judgment, that's kind of an evaluation, that has aspects of expectation to it. No, focus on being the best. Focus on going inward, self-evaluating, self-assessing, and look for that enlightenment that I was talking about earlier, which is, what can I learn from this situation? How did I handle myself? How am I going to handle myself? How am I going to move forward? How can I let this go? What are the feelings that came up Just check in and work through that process and speak with someone about it if you need to talk it through to get to the other side. And I guess for me, ironic as it is, the aspect of this level of dislike and hate and vileness that this person shot at me indicates and maybe I'm wrong and fooling myself, That but I feel that it indicates I'm having an impact. By choosing to show more of my humanity and my vulnerability, by talking about and discussing what I'm learning about myself, which is how I try and be a leader to teach through experience, that scares the fuck out of that person. Because I believe those are qualities they want to have for themselves. And they may be looking at me thinking, you know, how dare he? I, I don't know what's going through that person's head, but I know I've been on that side of disliking someone and thinking, oh, they're so much holier than thou, and they're acting like they're better than me, and they are blah, you know. Yeah, we grow up, hopefully, and, uh, you know, growing up doesn't mean you become smarter, wiser, or more evolved, Um, but you can choose to be your best. You can choose who you want to have in your life, who supports you and loves you. I'm not going to say unconditionally, because I think as human beings, we all have conditions, but the more people you can have around you who understand what I just said and recognize that they will make mistakes and they will fuck up and they will take ownership for it and apologize to you or to whomever if they make a mistake, but they will take ownership for it. And they will live their life to bring up other people, not to drag people down. I hope this has given you something to think about and ponder and I would love to hear if you've had this kind of an experience in your life and maybe just a couple questions. What was the most important lesson you got out of the experience? And number two, how did you handle yourself the first time around? Alright, so thank you for listening. I would invite you to subscribe to the podcast. I don't want you to ever miss an episode. I'm everywhere. You can follow me, subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn. Ah, you can follow the RRS feed. You can go to my website, darrenstehle.com, darrenstehl com, and you can subscribe to the Living Out newsletter, and once a week I send out an update about anything I've written or the latest podcast. And if you've got a question, send me a message. You can find me on social media, most places, at Darren Steele. So I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram. And I'm on Facebook. You can find me. As always, live out and live proud.